Hey fellow entrepreneurs, welcome to Buckets and Boomgates with Kim White and Carrie Zarb, where you get to be the fly on the wall in weekly conversations that are designed for you, the entrepreneur. Business can be hard, and doing it alone is even harder. That is why in this show, these two business owners will share across the globe what they have experienced so you can get serious results while having fun in your business. It's now time to join today's conversation with Kim and Carrie. Hi, Kim. Hey, Carrie. What's going on? Well, I'm over here stirring up something. Oh, have you got something on the cooker? I've always got something on the cooker, Carrie. No, no, if you call it a cooker or the stovetop or on the fire, there's like so many. your cooker. Yeah, well, well we're, we're cooking up something pretty special. We're always cooking on something. So, Kim, uh, I think we need to probably just hit the ground running in this conversation because the title speaks for itself. However, we want to unpack it a little bit together. Trying to get spicy. Dun, dun, dun. This is a spicy recipe, Carrie. Ooh, all the herbs and spices. Um, we might have more than Colonel Sanders. Mm. Well, and it's funny you mention that because traditionally over here, not much goes without salt and pepper. And I know curry is a bit of a favorite to throw into the mix, along with onion and garlic and sometimes even some ginger. So when we talk about a recipe for who we should learn from, there's probably a few key points we can bring to the surface here to make sure that people are tracking. And and I want to say this, Kim, this is our opinion. Definitely, Carrie. We have, like, we want to make that super clear that everybody has their own opinions, but this is from experience. Both of us have a lot of experience, and this is our opinion based on all of our experiences. Correct. So, Kim, I'm going to go there straight up because when I was a, a little spring chicken and I was still growing my feathers and, you know, kind of scratching around in the dirt, working out where the worms came from and all that kind of stuff, I didn't have a clue in this space. I had no idea even such a subject existed, let alone where to start with it. And it has probably, I'm still not there, let's be really honest. And it's taken me a lot of years to build up not only a recipe, but my spidey senses. And I have to say as well, a few little radars, some red flags, some warning bells, and also likewise, the green light. So Carrie, let's slow down for a second and and define the spidey senses and all of that. Because I think a lot of people know what red flags are. It's when you kind of feel like feel like something's off on the inside, but maybe you can't figure out what it is yet. But, Cherry, what are your spidey senses? I think it's important for everybody to understand it. Yeah, so, there's, and I think all I'm doing is putting it in different terms. It's much the same thing. The red flags, the radars, the tummy, what your tummy's telling you along with the spidey senses, because it all resonates back to what you just said, Kim, of something's off. Something does not feel right. And something is almost sending you a little signal behind the scenes in any of those kind of formats. And I think sometimes being open to those feelings and being open to those suggestions, as opposed to, I don't want anyone to panic. It's not the the boom gate of 
stop everything you're doing and never trust another human in your entire life. Let's not go there. Definitely not. However, listen. Listen for the signs. And when you're curious and something piques your interest, don't be afraid to explore it, to either shut it down and turn it off so that you do feel comfortable or maybe uncover some truths. I think that's a great point, Carrie, because I think red flags are, there's some signs there. Like sometimes we get those feelings and we don't have any signs. And if we slow down, maybe we can start to become aware of something. But there are times when we want to ignore things because we like somebody or we think that they're doing something amazing and we want, like, we want it to be true. I think that's one of the, the keys. So we have to be able to trust our own selves that we're not just wanting something to be true. It's why we're listening. Yeah, I like that, Kim. And you've just reminded me of something I experienced when I was that little spring chicken. It was others were doing it. And I I was looking to fit in. I was looking to be part of a, a group of people. And I was really guided by them because they were older and more experienced than me. And I wanted to be in the cool kids club. And I, and I use air quotes. And therefore, because I was so young and so inexperienced and I didn't have any other example, I don't even recall having feelings in my tummy or red flags or any of those pieces. So therefore, I was putting trust in the people that I was spending time with to guide me in the right direction. And the learning curve I pulled out of that now, sitting where I am, is that it might be right for them. It's not necessarily that that was wrong completely, but it might be right for them in their time, in their space, in what they're doing, doesn't automatically mean that it qualifies for me or for the next human or the person down the road. And being able to identify what something may give us or bring us and what we need. What are we looking for? So Kim, I think you should grab your bucket and I'll grab my boom gate and let's just take a quick little break. What do you think? Perfect, Carrie. We'll be back in a minute. This podcast is sponsored by Fire Up Groundwork Brigade Mastermind. Are you an entrepreneur who is focused on making an impact? but you haven't figured out how to make an income doing it. We spent years trying to figure out how to do both. And we realized the business adventure is not a one-size-fits-all. I'm Kim White. I'm the founder and fierce leader of the My Sexy Business team. And I'm Kerry Zab, Aussie bucket of swearing sunshine. But not in this podcast. And she's a brilliant entrepreneur, by the way. We both understand how it feels to believe we are the only ones who can't figure things out. So we decided to join forces so we could get in the trenches with you. We lead a very special mastermind group so you can be confident in strategically implementing the right things in the right order so that you too can get the best possible results. We cover a variety of topics based on what you need, including building a business that you own and doesn't own you. We even address things like social media strategy and simple tech solutions. If you would like to meet other entrepreneurs who are living proof of what is possible, come and join us and the link is in the show notes. Oh, that's better, Kim. I've opened up the boom gates. Have you got your bucket? (laughs) 
I do, Carrie. I do. Now, where were we, Carrie? Um. Oh, there it is. <laughs> In case anyone doesn't know what that sound was, that was Carrie rewinding. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Kim. I'm sure that needed explanation. <laughs> What do we need in the moment of time right now, given an opportunity that presents to have someone to learn from or be sent on a journey and, and given directions and something to follow? What are we looking for? And what outcomes do we want out of it versus, well, I'm friends with that person and they're doing it, so I'll just go and do it too. Definitely, Carrie. Definitely, definitely. I will say that, you know, going back to the learning, who to to learn from just keeping true to that red is i think you need to back up a step and find out why you want to learn something like if you're wanting to learn something like you said of just because somebody else does it doesn't mean that that's what you need to be doing so make sure what it is that you're doing like why you're wanting to learn something i want to learn to be a i don't know an elephant trainer because it looks cool and i saw it on on TV and like, they look like they just have such a good time. Is that really right for me to learn how to be an elephant trainer when, you know, I'm in the middle of triple digits in Texas and, uh, you know, we travel full time in a fifth wheel and like, there's nothing conducive to elephant training in any of that. <laughs> and so if you think about it that way, what are you wanting to learn? why you're wanting to learn it, and then start asking the question of who, who can you learn from? And I think, Carrie, that, that like all together is the recipe versus one piece of that. And Kim, I like that you brought in the who and the elephant training because I would go that next step now, not in my former life, definitely now, I would go the next step of, well, how many elephants have they trained? And... <laughs> Was that training successful? And how were the elephants treated versus the the trainee trainers were treated? Like there's all those next layers to consider when we talk about training elephants and us learning how to train elephants. And it's about, I'm going to pull this into a little bit of research, Kim, because we do need to do our homework wow. when we're ready to go to that next level. If, if we've ticked the boxes of why we want to do it, what we're going to get out of it, and we know all the facts of it, where it is, when it is, how much it's going to cost us. We've got our goal in mind. So the next question that automatically bubbles up in me is, okay, so who's this person? Are they qualified to teach me how to train elephants? Have they done it before? Was it successful? What were the outcomes for the people that went through the Elephant Training Academy? Love that, Carrie. So let's get a little bit spicier even than that, Carrie. And that is if you're learning how to train elephants and it is the right thing you're supposed to be learning and you are learning from the right people, are you giving it your all? Because sometimes, and I am sad to say this, but sometimes when people don't want to do the thing, they blame the elephant training teacher instead of doing the work to train their own elephants as well. So like there's this whole long recipe with outcomes and questions to ask. And I think it's super important, Carrie. I love that, Kim, because now we're starting to explore our commitment 
And that also ties into our timing because this elephant trainer may be fantastic and you've done the research, yep, done amazing things, trained so many people. Those people are now successful elephant trainers themselves. However, is it right for us right now? Where's our commitment to everything we've just explored? Are we ready? Is it the right timing for us to get those right outcomes? Yeah. And Carrie, one more thing about this too is you've got to be, if you're just now starting to listen to yourself, you have to put the caution in there too that fear sounds a whole lot like the red flag stuff and you have to stop and have coffee because sometimes fear will keep us from doing something that we actually should do. Sometimes we will do things that we actually shouldn't do. Like not to make this more complicated, but it's just one of those things. It's not a, and and you and I say this a lot, it's not a one size fits all. You have to have coffee with, you know, those, those ideas of why you want trained in any area, whatever it is, you have to have coffee with who you're looking for for that, what commitment you're making, all of that. And, and I will say one more thing too, Carrie. Have you ever baked a cake or at least mixed up the batter and decided that it smelled so good and you were so excited about it that you ate the batter instead of cooking the cake? (laughs) How many times, Kim? How many times? (laughs) It's like the cookie dough. They make the cookie dough in the rolls now. You're like you start slicing it up and you take a little nibble and you eat the whole log. It doesn't even hit the oven. <laughs> so that's another part in this, though. A recipe that's completed is all the way through all the steps. It's cooked and frosted and like servable and actually shareable, all of that stuff. So when you're creating this recipe, and I seriously love that this is what we've done today, but... When you're creating that recipe, there's a lot more questions to ask than most people ask. Confirm, do all of the things, stay committed, and get all the way to the frosting. Don't eat, don't eat the batter. Don't eat the batter and not have a word finished. <laughs> well, Kim, can I make a confession that I have been known in my spring chicken years to be making something, let's call it a cookie, and suddenly I go, ooh, what if I add chocolate chips? I'm not making the chocolate chip cookies. I'm not on that recipe path. And suddenly I want to throw in chocolate chips into this other recipe, <laughs> which derails the whole recipe of the cookie because it doesn't belong <laughs> and it doesn't fit. So not only can we do this whole assessment and come to the conclusion that, yes, this is the right time, this is the right thing, I'm really excited but let me layer some more things on top of it as well. So I love the frosting and I just thought, hang on, I'm going to throw chocolate chips in the middle rather than at the top. Anyway, I'm, I'm getting silly now, Kim. You're going to have to rein me in. <laughs> well, I think it's, you know, I think you're very spot on because, you know, you have to remember too what you're making. Because if you're making dinner and you're cooking dinner, which is the like the meal itself, is that should you be concentrating on the cake? Or should you make dinner and then make the cake? Because I think that's another part of this whole conversation is, what are you cooking? Is it the right order you're cooking things? 
is the timing of your cooking right? I can put a cake in the oven and make dinner. Like I can do that if I have the time to do that. But there are times that I need to concentrate on dinner or I won't, like dessert is not an option sometimes because of how much time we have. But but hang on, Kim, are you telling me, well, I'm going to ask this to the universe, who decided that dessert comes second? Why can't we eat the cake first? We can eat the cake first, Carrie, but I really want to be healthy and a fake cake for dinner every night. I'm not going to be as healthy as I could be. <laughs> oh, well, yes, there's, there is that piece to the puzzle as well. Yes. Doggone it. <laughs> so, Carrie, what else do you have to say about just making sure you're learning from the right like people? Well, I'm getting pretty hungry, Kim. I have to say that. <laughs> We're talking about recipes and dinners and cakes and cookies and cookie dough and the batter for the cake mix. Like, I'm now kind of like salivating over all of those ideas. <laughs> but I, I, I think the biggest thing is to, my key takeaway, and I still have to do this now, is remind me to pay attention to me because I'm part of the recipe and I'm, I'm probably a very critical piece of the recipe. And if I don't fit the recipe for whatever reason, then maybe it's just not the right fit at that time. And I think that that's a scary place to be because I think we are like FOMO is real, fear of missing out on something. I also think that it, you can miss out on things like because you're afraid to do something or or whatever it is. So like there's lots of different pieces to this, but you have to really unpack it in and, and make your own decisions. Like this is a, at the end of the day, you are the creator of your end result. You're the creator of the cake. You're the creator of the dinner. You're the creator of the elephant training. Like you're the creator of whatever it is. What do you want and what will serve you best to get that? And Kim, can I throw a final spanner in the works? <laughs> of course. Or a spatula in the works? Spatula, <laughs> Carrie. We need a spatula in this podcast. For the cake and the cookies. And, and this I saw recently. I wasn't personally tempted, but I could see how others would be because sometimes opportunities come on sale. And here in, here in Australia, we've just recently gone through our end of financial year. So similar to Black Friday, end of financial year sales were rife. Just about every business owner was operating an end of financial year sale. And I saw opportunities for courses and training and um, boot camps, all kinds of different shapes and sizes on sale. And I could see how the consumer would actually then go, but, but it's, it's on discount. I, I can save some money. We can easily get trapped in the saving of the money rather than coming back to the core question of were we going to buy it anyway? Or are we now just grabbing it because we saw a saving, even a potential saving, all of those pieces need to come into consideration before we press the button. Harry, I'm very prone to get the I want. And I've confessed this before, but if we're watching TV and I see someone drinking coffee, I always want a cup of coffee. If I see something that looks really good to eat, I think, oh, I need some of that. If I see whatever it is, I am very visually obviously stimulated into the fact of I want whatever that is. I have to do that very thing, what you just said. Am I making something based on a 
non-reality is what I'm going to call it. Something that's not realistic. I actually don't need whatever it is. I just want it. And there are times to treat ourselves. Like I, I want everybody listening to know we, we do not think that you should be like always constantly, you know, head down and never celebrating, never taking care of anything. However, I think there's a right time for all of the cake. I think there's a right time for having dinner. I think there's a right time for learning things. And I also think there's a right time for practicing and not not trying to learn something new at the moment, but practicing and learning the thing you're doing. I love that, Kim. And, and I think also to add, we do, we actually do this and we agree with it for investing in ourselves. It is important. So we call it impulse buying when you go to the store and they've got the lollies by the cash register. That's sometimes just impulse buying. However, if you're sitting back and making these informed decisions to invest in yourself, to learn from someone else, whether it be training elephants or I can't think of another example. <laughs> Cooking cakes. <laughs> Cooking cakes, cookies, yep, all the things. So we do believe in that. We do it. We practice it as well. And we just wanted to have this conversation to unpack a little bit of all the things that can happen along the way. Thank you, Carrie, for having this conversation. Thank you, Kim, as always. And we will chat to you next week. Love y'all. Thank you for joining Kim and Carrie in today's conversation of Buckets and Boomgates. Don't forget to follow the show to be the fly on the wall for future episodes. And they can't wait to chat with you next week. <laughs>